Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City's The Front Office Podcast just watched the final preseason game. For the Nets. I watched the Knicks too, by the way. (laughs) We got shit to talk about, New York City. Let's go. Sam... Sam, Sam, Brooklyn Nets basketball is back. <laughs> How you feeling, my 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 mains? You know, you know, like those moments in like in the movies where the person's on the other end of the line, and maybe the uh, uh, the the boyfriend like has like great news for the girlfriend, and he can hear the smile on the other side of the uh, on the other end of the phone. <laughs> I. I I feel like for anybody listening to us or for us listening to each other, like you, you can hear the you, you can hear and see the smiles right now, even though this is an even though a podcast is audio. It's just like you can take like you can taste it. The smiles are all over. Like so, I, it's unbelievable. So, so Sam, I'm a, I'm a married man, you know, um, and I've let you in on some secrets of uh, of married life. You. You uh, walk into a room smiling. Your wife wants to know why you're smiling. <laughs> Your wife wants to know. I walked past my wife. I was trying to hold the, my smile, and I was, you know, going downstairs uh, uh, to my office to record this pod. And I walked past her, and then she looked at me, and she she felt suspicious. She was like, "Why are you smiling? Who's making you smile?" <laughs> right. And then I let off this sound. <laughs> that is not so. So Sam, I am six foot four. I am two hundred and fifty-five pounds of sweet chocolate loving goodness, and um, I'm a big man. I'm, I, I have a, I have a pretty good beard coming in. Uh, besides my dorky glasses, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty imposing man. So when I walk past my wife and my wife sees the smile on my face, sees the joy in in my typically cold, dead, um, married for 20 years eyes, she was suspicious. She said, "What? who is making you laugh? Who is giving you joy? It was the Brooklyn Nets. But because I let out this sound... <laughs> I look like I must have a side bitch that just texts me nudes. No, <laughs> it wasn't that. 
it was just too much joy. I, 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 are, are you feeling the joy, Sam? You know, it's it's funny because I'm so used. You know, you be a, you're a me and you were both uh, born and bred New Yorkers, and we're and we're used to we're used to hype because that's what happens with New York sports yeah. teams, right? It doesn't matter how much talent, how little the the stakes. You you always hear and you always are feeling the hype. And usually that hype within the first four minutes of or the first three innings or the first quarter of the first game, the hype wears down and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a long season, isn't it? And even the years when you're supposed to be good, like even the KG Paul Pierce year that I was at, that I was excited for, you knew in the first game, you're like, oh, God, this team is slow and this team's got big issues. Yeah, and it, this was, it didn't and look this, good from the beginning. Yeah, and this was like, look, they haven't played a game yet. We got the Warriors on Tuesday night, I believe. But this was like the first time that I was watching something. I was like, oh my, like, is there, am I going to let myself actually like get optimistic right now? And I'm not going to be the pessimistic, neurotic New York, New York fan. Am I, am I like, am I, am I going to let myself, and I'm so scared to, but I'm. Oh, I've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. So have you. I, I know we can't be cocky. We can't say, oh, it's going to be a championship. But that looked, that looked downright dominating. And we don't even know each other. That team is a team of strangers. Kyrie played, and, and, and funny, we should add, Kyrie played in this offense, coached by Mike D'Antoni on, on, um, on Team USA with KD, but they've never played together as an NBA team in this particular offense, in this particular uh, times in, in their career. This, there's no continuity. There's, you mean to tell me that there's another gear this team can go? <laughs> it, it's, it, isn't that, like, ridiculous? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, it, it, it is. <laughs> like, honestly, it, it, it is. And, and I, I got to give my partner in crime, a lot of credit. Cause you've been saying since day one, you've been like, you've been saying, I don't know necessarily what's going to happen on defense, but I don't know how people are going to keep up with this team. And it, they are like, they're, they are devastating. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people to worry about. Yeah. I, I mean, I have my, I have my concerns about Dinwiddie and I, and, and let's go just, you know, get right into it. Yeah, I look good. at I look at what Dinwiddie is on this team and I wonder if you know I wonder if they may they might just be overthinking it. I don't I at the same time I don't know if Karis would be better. I think Karis to be Karis it's hard for him to be the very best Karis that he is with Kyrie on the court. I I can admit that now, even though I, I want so much, you know, bigger things for Karis. Um, but is is Dinwiddie the answer? Did that look right to you? I mean, look, I think I think the I think the the elephant in the room a little bit on like it, with this team is like what are like what are they going to do with the with the excess with the excess guards and specific between those two guys that we've been that, that we've been talking about now you 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 broke up kiddo but um I'll, 
You back? Oh. One second. Let me bring my partner back. Okay. <laughs> we lost Sam, but no worries. Uh, this is to happen in a, uh, an independent podcast. But, you know, I thought... Uh, I thought for sure, you know, what we were looking at was... Oh, there he is. I thought for sure that it would be a disaster to having um, Dinwiddie next to to uh, Kyrie. I, I just think, you know, same thing as with Karras. I just think that going to the hoop with the ball in their hand, in his hands and playing off ball is not necessarily Dinwiddie's strong point, but like, I think, I think Boston was trying out their defense and their players were out there and we just took them apart. Like I, I, I can't be mad at that on offense, man. Dinwiddie looked incredible. Uh, uh, did you see what I saw? Yeah, so it's I, uh, it's interesting. I, like my like what I'm what I'm just curious about with with Dinwiddie is I wonder if there's a role and I I uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, to my dad who this and because because I think there's I think there's an element of is it does it make sense for Karras to be in the starting lineup with with Kyrie so Kyrie can still play off ball because he's such a lethal shooter and just let Dinwiddie just like handle the rock and do everything in the in the in the second unit because he at times looked comfortable and he at times didn't look comfortable and I wonder if he's if he really is just like made to be a six man because I know he's like his shooting wasn't wasn't great today but I think he like but I think he does flow well and he is more adaptable than I thought which is why I'm which is why I'm I'm I just don't know. And look, it's also hard. We got two, we have two games. They've been like scrimmaging and whatnot. And, and I think he knows also that he could be the odd man out on this, on this squad. But I don't know. I mean, I like, I, I feel really, I feel really conflicted about him because there's an element to me that thinks like, there's an element to me that thinks Dinwiddie is the guy. I'm going to give you a situation, which as like, as someone who's as knowledgeable about basketball as you are and who can relate it to kind of, uh, a, uh, a realistic in-game scenario. Imagine Kyrie and KD were in a playoff game and are incredibly cold. Dinwiddie is the guy who, when you're down 12, he brings you back to being down four because because no one else is feeling it, and Dinwiddie is always feeling himself. And and like having that guy in the playoffs helps. Yeah, and the mentality that that guy has is incredible because Dinwiddie's not scared. Nope, Did, never. He 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 very much so understands. I'm not Kyrie, and I'm not, and I'm not uh, KD, but I'm good. Nope. And and understanding that and having that belief, you know that that's the that's the you know that's that's having a winning guy like that guy is a, a winning ball player, and. I'm, I saw some concerning things on defense. The matchups that smart teams are going to be able to do, like they, you know, Dinwiddie gets in 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 bad matchups sometimes because sometimes he ends up on the small forward on these switches, and he, I even saw him on on you know front court players um, tonight. Uh, 
but he I, he handled it. <laughs> I can't be mad with the way he handled it, man. Like uh, he it, it it was pretty incredible. It brought a it, it it really brought a smile to my face. Now, um, talk to me about Joe Harris. <laughs> talk to me about no conscious. No, no, uh, 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 hesitation, just walk up the court and just, you know, bust shots. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, he is, I mean, look, I, I saw, I, I mean, he's, he, he's awesome. Like he's just, he's in a, he's like, there's, like, there's not much else that there, there is to say. He's, this is why, like we said, he was, we had to sign him. We had to get him back. He's, he's as integral part of this team as anybody besides the two top dogs. Like he's like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of speechless in the sense because he's, he gets better every single year. I think he didn't even show some of his flashes that he can show in, um, in the paint where he can actually be pretty tough in finishing. And so it's like, I mean, he's, he's a great, he's just a great, he's a great net. And, you know, Kyrie just had made some post-game comments about him saying like, he's a flamethrower and the Joe that we had in, in Cleveland when he was kind of like this G League guy, regular (laughs) Joe, now he's got a tattoo and everything. And so his hair is long, got a beard now. (laughs) He's, and and, no, I, I, I think we should say one thing really quickly, which I think is super important, and like we'll get to Kyrie and Katie because those are obviously the two the two men of the hour. But you know, there's something that that, that needs to be said, and I don't think it's talked about enough because you know people like to talk about like chemistry and they like to talk about who fits and analytics and uh, Zach Lowe said this and this person said that. Like me and you have been watching Kyrie for his entire career. I was at the Jordan Classic when he was in high school. I watched him at Duke before he got hurt. Like we've seen his entire career. And he – you can see on the court that he is legitimately like happy. And I don't and, – and know what people can say. Like, you know what? Like, Sam, you're going to eat your words because X, Y, or Z. Like all I can say is the way that he looks on the floor right now, I did not see when he was in Cleveland. And I did not see when he was in in Boston, and he just he had like I'm and I guess I'm playing body language doctor, but like he's he's involved in a way that I've never seen him involved in. He's in the huddles in ways I haven't seen him involved like in uh, in like it's just uh, it's it's a different it's just a totally different vibe, and it's and and I think it really does set a tone. No, I mean like Kyrie is is burning sage, he's smoking peyote. He's Zen, like he's the new Zen master. Like I, I think there's something to be said um, about demeanor. When you're comfortable, when you're happy, when your mind is in the right place, it could it could spur you to do great things. I don't know if he ever felt that way about LeBron James, and for for whatever reason. You know, and and you know, based off of what Kyrie and 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 Kevin have you know conversated with the world to hear on their podcast, at first Kyrie didn't even like Kevin Durant, but it was the character of Kevin Durant. It was how Kevin Durant ended up winning him over, and I, is the is what I think is going to be the difference. And it's got Kyrie in a place where. There's there's stakes, 
you understand and he's and he's bought into it yep that that's why it it bothered me so much that you know he didn't speak to the media he you know he had to release two dickhead comments cuz all of that is unnecessary you you're winning Kyrie this is your team that you grew up on Kyrie is more of a Nets fan than I am <laughs> if <laughs> if we're being real right i i would give him that cuz he talks about it in a way that my son one day will talk about it. Barkley Center is my son's living room. The ushers recognize him. They, he walks in that building like he owns it. And I'm sure <laughs> when Kyrie was going to, to games when he was a kid in New Jersey with his dad loving basketball, watching Jason Kidd, he imagined putting on that uniform, probably in New Jersey, but still putting on that Nets uniform and winning it all. Yep. And you could just see, it was like at the end, and I'll, I'll leave this last point on Kyrie, but at the end, <laughs> Kyrie is sitting next to, we're up by like 30 in the fourth quarter, it's just, or something like that. We just, it, it, it didn't even matter. We were slapping them. And Kyrie wasn't necessarily, you could, I could just read his body language, I could read his lips, I heard him. I, I know you saw it too, Sam. Yep. When I remind you what he said, he made like some kind of like motion, like "Yo, it's a rap," and he yep. didn't mean this particular game is a rap. He meant the NBA is a rap. Yep. He meant that he was basically telling KD, like, "Who the fuck is going to stop us?" Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's – so I did see that. And also, like, I think I think they know. They're like, if, if this if this team is healthy, like, it's going to be – it's going to be really, really hard to, to, to stick with them. And, look, the, the one thing that also has to be said, because I've been hearing a lot of this on all the national podcasts and stuff like that, the – like, the, the idea that this team isn't going to play defense, I like I, – like, look, it's, it's something that we've had concerns about for a while – but let's just like make one thing like very clear. Like Kyrie and KD have both showed in the playoffs when they're fully locked in that they are like above average like defenders. There's no like there's no like way around that. Like they've they've already proven it, and there's no doubt in my mind that in a half court setting, when you need guys who are like shot makers and also the game is slower and when defensive effort obviously uh, matters, but it's not as much in a in a playing fast type of way, but you're slowing it down. You have a little bit more of a breather. Like this team will be, I, I'm actually becoming more confident. This team will be able to get stops and play and play defense. So check this out. I'm going to contradict myself, but first I'm going to basically explain to you why, you know, as even though everything you just said is true, here's why we can't count on it. The teams that, that, Kevin Durant and Kyrie will do Kevin Durant first have been on have always wrapped him in a cocoon of good defense Andre Roberson Ibaka um uh, I'm drawing a blank of of uh the other guy in OKC but still Clay Thompson on one side Draymond Green on the other side he's oh uh, said again and Iguodala and, and and then 
<laughs> Iguodala. There's no one like that on the Nets. It, that person does not exist on the Nets. And so my concern and, and my, uh, you know, everlasting fear is that's going to come back to bite us. But when I look at that again, when I let's 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 look at let's not even let's not even belabor the point on, you know, what could go wrong. Let's talk about what went right. So not only did Kevin Durant shoot shoot um fifty six percent tonight. I mean, like he's he's a joke, man. Like this, what he could do is ridiculous, you know. So not only did he do that, lead us in scoring with twenty five, um, but his man was Jason Tatum tonight. Yep. Right, and even though Jason got nineteen and eight, he still shot twenty nine percent. So that tells me like KD didn't do too badly. Now they list Jalen Brown. As the power forward, and which reminds us that, um, you know, Boston is a, a small ball, ball team as well. Um, we we didn't have problems with them last year. I thought I thought we were very competitive uh, against them last year, but they didn't make Kevin Durant look silly. Yep. Now we're not gonna know until. I thought he played great defense. He was a wonderful weak side def- defender. He got, I think he got three blocks tonight. Let me let me check. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, that's that's what I've been wanting for Jared Allen for a while. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, Kevin's playing with um with DeAndre in the starting lineup, and I, I I'll even speak to that. Um. You know, tonight, the whole DeAndre thing. But, hey, I'm taking this approach with the team on the fourth spot. It, we, it, a blind man could see what, what the Nets have decided. The Nets have decided we are just going to have the most devastating offensive lineup that the NBA has ever seen. Yep. We are going to basically come down court and shoot <laughs> um open shots at in whenever. Last year Joe Harris was not just coming down court and pulling up from 3. He has been given a green mm-hmm. light that Historically, Mike D'Antoni teams, by giving players the green light the way that they are, by getting players comfortable and, and finding out through uh, intense scrimmaging uh, in practice, like they don't really run plays and drills and, and stuff like that in D'Antoni's world. D'Antoni scrimmages all the time. And because of that, you're seeing the benefit of players like Joe Harris who are just going to shoot threes in rhythm. You have Shamit that's going to shoot threes in rhythm. And what none of those teams that Kevin Durant were were on in terms of, you know, all of them had better defenders than us in their starting lineups, but their benches, our bench 
was a 500 team last year and and should have been the sixth seed, but was the seventh seed in the in the East. Our bench. <laughs> so I'm going to trust them. I'm going to go, you know what, Sean Marks? I see what you're doing. I'm not sure, and we're not going to know until we see them play, you know, like Giannis and, and Bede and, and, and Simmons and those guys. Until they play some big teams, I'm not sure if uh, it's going to work. But, my God, we look devastating. You want to say something on that? I mean, look, like, they, like, they, it's funny, I legitimately am, like, kind of speechless because they played, they played even better in the preseason than I expected them to, and I kind of expected them to be, to be slow, and to, not everyone is on the, is on the same page, and, and, you know, but, like, number one, it's clear that the team, that there's already some, uh, some, basketball chemistry between the guys i think in part because they've spent all they've all spent a lot of time together i think i think duran and Kyrie have probably like set the tone in the fact that i think they're obviously both coming off injuries and i think also have a massive like fu chip on your on their shoulder this year because the amount of like attention they've both gotten for the right and wrong reasons is crazy but like i mean look just like like overall i think I think we got to look at the landscape, the landscape of the East, and basically be like, they they should be in the conversation with with everybody because I don't really know like what the move is to 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 stop them. There's too there is too many guys. If you look at the if you look at the Celtics today, I know that Kemba's out, and to be honest, like the the Kemba knee thing is a is a really like sad unfortunate thing because I think we all like love. I, there's nothing not to like about Kemba. Love Kemba. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's I mean, he's a class act and he's great, but like I don't know I, I hate mean, the pajamas he's wearing, but I love Kimba. <laughs> like he's he like I mean this is now two straight uh uh knee issue years from a small point guard, which is just not the direction you want him to go uh to go in. You got the the Bucks who I think are gonna be obviously really good. That's like I mean, that's obviously the competition and like I don't know what's gonna happen with the Sixers with this Harden thing. I think the I think the Heat are at this point now the most puffed up team, and I'm not really sure, like exactly why, because I I'm just not I'm I, I'm not sold on them, especially like them staying with a team like the Nets, because I just don't, don't know offensively how they can, and so I don't know, like I I'm and and I think the Raptors will take a, a, a step back. So like, look, are the Nets gonna have their defensive issues? Like, yeah, but I also think like this whole idea does it matter? Of, no, <laughs> it yeah, just I, like, doesn't I, matter. I, Honestly, just like it's one of those things where, like, I, I, you're talking to someone who really like does care a lot about defense and 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 thinks it like is obviously it's obviously it's half the game, but like you, I mean, you, I mean, you have guys on this team, like so many different guys on this team can just can get a shot to the to to the to the point that I'm just like I don't really know how you're supposed to supposed to deal with them. Like I just I, I like I honestly don't, especially when. Katie and Kyrie are locked in the way they are. That's why I. That's why I honestly feel kind of speechless because I'm just like, yeah, look, like I mean, there were moments in the game. I don't know if you felt this way. Mm-hmm. I realize I'm on a little bit of a run on right now, but like, I, there were there were moments in that game where I was like, oh, that would have been a good shot. The guy pump faked and passed. Up, oh, that would have been like it felt. It felt a little bit like the Warriors. It was like, yeah. oh, they just six shots that could have been good shots, and then instead. It's like, oh, they got a layup, or oh, they got a long two, or they got a three, or someone's at the free throw line. But I was like, you know what? I would have taken 
any shot on this team. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it just it's so many good looks. Yeah, and and I think it's almost unfair. Uh, it's almost unfair to <laughs> other teams that we can just send offense in waves at them. Yep. Right. If I was Mike D'Antoni and I was a head coach at, at, at the Houston Rockets and it was going nowhere, and I would have wanted to see my offense, my work of art, the thing that I've, that I've you know, per- tried to perfect over years, and you know he only gives a shit about offense. If I'm Mike D'Antoni, I leave the Houston Rockets. I, I resign from the Houston Rockets, and I say, you know what? I want to see the player that if I made him in a laboratory – if I made a player in a laboratory that should fit my offense, that should that that could make my offense look like the the unstoppable thing that that I've created, it's Kevin Durant. Yep. And he has Kevin Durant and and probably the second player. Not not Harden. Harden is not 7 seconds or less. Harden is 14 dribbles and you know, let whatever will be will be. Kyrie Irving, who keeps his dribble, who dribble dr- penetrates, you know, maybe doesn't love the in between game, but his in between game is silly. Yep. So if I'm him and I get an opportunity to coach those two guys, and then on top of it, you're gonna give me the I'm I'm Mike D'Antoni. And you're gonna give me Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Joe Harris, the three-point skills champion and the three-point percentage champion from a, a year before last, a consummate forty percent shooter. You're gonna give me him, and then on top of that, you're gonna give me Landry Shamit too, <laughs> to be in the seven seconds or less offense. Look, and like we and. And we said this like during the year, like they are. Look, I mean, let me preface by saying I don't think me and you are particularly happy with the amount of depth they have at the at the forward position. And, and it would be nice if they had a big time uh, you know, at the guard it, position. You mean? I mean, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're yeah, not happy I, with the amount. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. not happy. Yeah, yeah not, exactly. But like, but like, I mean, they just had. I mean, you looked at like the second unit at times, and I was like, I was like, I. You know, I'm 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 looking at it from afar, and my my contacts are watering that watering out, and my eyesight's already terrible. And I'm kind of like, wait, who is that? He looks good. I was like, oh wow, that's TLC. I was like, he looks like he gained some. I was like, he looks like he gained some muscle. He's like, he's playing really smooth. And then like, you know, Sham makes a nice pass, and I'm like, oh my. I was like, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys on this team. I was yeah. like, I had a friend. I had a friend uh, who's a who's a Pistons fan, so he's in like just absolute purgatory from college and he texted me and he was just like you guys have a lot of good players and i was like yeah yeah i know i we do like there's yeah and morons wanted to trade these dudes for for james harden i know i just say one thing that that is proven by this game that yeah that this game shows why the james harden thing is folly yep right Maybe James Harden gives you insurance to, I don't know what, like, but James Harden isn't good unless he's holding the ball. Yep. 
He dribbles, 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 dribbles. Chaps that. Something that you think he traveled. No, that's not a travel. A keys my dribble. Like, what does? What do you think that does to rhythm shooters? Now he had a very good assist. Um, assist stats. He created a lot of offense, but a lot of times that off he was creating that offense in in the last seven to fifteen seconds of of, of a possession. What? Why would you want that? Why would you would have to give up pieces that that would take away from what makes this team really special? It's not just the fact that we have two superstars. The yes. The Miami Heat had three superstars. But because of it, Chris Bosh had to become a non-all-star. Uh, yep. Dwayne Wade had to just become, you know, all right, I'm helping 20-something points a game guy. And the and the benches those teams had was trash. Those benches made it where even LeBron had to get tired. They lost two times. Right, so the whole yeah. concept of uh, we've got three superstars, we win, is an idiotic one. Especially when you look at what the Nets can do. Like, there's people. I, I won't say the podcast name because I'm. I don't want to make it seem like everything they do is shit and their guest is shit because it's some good. It's it's some pretty good guys, but they were talking about uh about. You know, that the Harden thing is they probably wanted to do it, but the Nets, Houston didn't want what the Nets was offering. And I think that's, I think that's BS. I don't think the, the, the Nets were ever in it. Sean Marks, when, when Pooch asked him, finally got the Nets to respond. Sean Marks said, we are not engaged. It's it's the craziest thing how NBA media works because even though he said that, even though everyone put the quotes out in the media, the official quote was, we are not engaged. Woj says, Woj says really recently, there hasn't been much talk between the two teams, the Nets and the Houston. But people still believe that this Harden thing was 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 close to happening, and it's not. It was never. And the reason why is because Sean Marks basically said, "I can over a, a, a eighty-two game se- season, seventy-two this time, I can basically send guys at you in waves," and I yep. think it gives us a hell of a. a, a, a uh, an advantage that Harden would never do. Harden would have to become less of himself. He would have to become Karis Levert on the or coming off the bench because yeah, you I, can't like, get better than KD. Yeah, I also want to like I, I'm I'm actually like really really in, intrigued about the uh, about the Harden thing from from Nets fans, and I'm I'm honestly way more I'm even more willing to like call people out. I just honestly don't even remember because there's at this point a couple of Nets podcasts and I feel like my entire Twitter feed is either uh 
anti-Trump jokes, which I'm totally fine with, or uh, or it's or it's Nets related stuff. And the amount of like the amount of pro Harden stuff that seems like it's a basically about either an inferiority complex or it's about or it's about like making a 2K roster is just like is is just I, I don't know it, it's mind blowing. On top of the fact that like look. I'm not trying to call out any. I'm not trying to physically shame anyone, but he he could not have come in to camp looking worse. Like yeah. it's hard. It was it's and, it's hard it's hard to come it's hard to come to camp looking like he he looks like he's somewhere in between James Harden and Rick Ross right now. Yeah, and, and some like, part of it is 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 bad angles and and all that. But did did you see what the mess that he did? You want to introduce that like. You want to introduce that guy into the same locker room as the guy walking around the court burning the sage? Who? I I don't yeah. think Sean Marks is that dumb. <laughs> and it's also like it's it, you know it's also it, I I find I find a lot of the the Nets fans who are pro the Harden trade, and I know you deal with this also. I find like the condescension that they have towards people who are against it to just be totally like ridiculous and and. And and their justifications are completely unfounded. Like this idea that three ball dominant players are going to seamlessly work together, not even not even keeping in mind their both all their all their off court possible chemistry stuff, but the just talking on court, the idea that three guys who are pre- predominantly on ball. Uh, sorry, dominant on ball, need the ball in their hands, l- like waste the shot clock thing, and that those three guys are going to complement each other, and and then and then people say, well, look, it worked with like Lebr- like LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, and it's like, yeah, okay, like like they all like all three of them did different things. Yeah, all yeah. First of all, first of all, LeBron and Wade took a year to basically figure it out, and you're also talking about um, LeBron, who's like who's who's the best or second best player. Of of all time and can basically play a point guard role. Wade would, could still play a slasher, and Bosch basically became a a like a three and D center guy. So like like the, the Harden Harden Durant and and uh, and and Kyrie are not capable of doing that. They don't they, they don't play complementary games. There this isn't this isn't like Steph Clay and Durant playing together. Like there's just there's no there's no way around it. Like it just it's not. It's, Basically, having three shooting guards slash like slash Durant as a small forward, but three shooting guards slash small forwards playing against each other, uh, playing with each other. It's not like it. It's not going to work. And if you think that, and if you think that those three guys, coupled with Joe Harris and DeAndre Jordan and no bench, is is like is is a good recipe. On top of the fact that if any of them get hurt, the team is like in dire straits. I just I, I don't know. I find it to be. I, I find it to be like annoying, and, and and look. To be fair to us, there's nothing I can come back from. Like someone will say, like, "Oh, well, how do you stop it?" And it's like, yeah, I mean, like it's all this is all made up. I can't talk in like 2K language. I can just tell you, like, I know, like I know basketball, and three dom- ball dominant guys is not is is not the way to win a championship. Right. They just they they their their calculus is, I have two superstars, but what if I could have three? And oh. and it and and nothing proves that that was folly than than the way they were dominant in these preseason games. The the way that they could just it it looks like they were playing basketball on a hill, 
And every time they were coming down court with the ball, they were running downhill while Boston was running uphill. <laughs> and, you know, and like, Steve, I got a good question. Like, I got a good question for the listeners, right? I don't mean to cut you off. Do no, you, like, go ahead. Like, do the people who think this, because I'm, I'm talking at Nets Nation right now, do you guys think in, like, the early 2000s that, like, Kobe, Iverson, and Vince Carter is, like, a good trio? I think it's, like, <laughs> like, I think that's a disaster. That's a better like, trio than, than Durant, Kyrie, and, 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 like, you, like, and Harden. Like, those are three guys that need the, those are three guys that needed the ball in their hand, like, held the ball for for, for an entire shot clock, didn't didn't create a ton a ton for for others besides like Kobe could kind of play more of the Durant role in, in terms of doing that, but like right. that like that's not winning games because what's Iverson and Carter doing like on the side? Like it's just it's it, it's just not how basketball works, right? And and but you know what? Let's not let it take away from 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 the game tonight. The game tonight showed how dominating that we are, how versatile that we are. Um, I, I will, I will give you, uh, uh, one player that I don't think played particularly well, even though I love him. He's my baby boy. And that's Jared Allen. Um, how, how, how do you think the whole Jared Allen, Deandre Jordan dynamic, uh, uh, what's your takeaway on, on those two? You know, I'm going to use another, I know I, I tend to do cross sports reference analogies. I think this, I think the center position on this Nets team has to kind of be like the way the way uh, managers handle bullpens. I think you got it's like a it's a hot and cold game. I think like I think both of these guys are they're when when DJ's when both of them are at their best, they're pretty close. Maybe DJ has a little bit of the edge when DJ like really gears back to 2011 or 12 or whatever he's able to do. But I think on the average, Allen is better. But I think a lot of it is just matchup dependent and who they're going against. Like DJ is obviously wider and bigger and i think in the matchups against the guys like Embiid is when he can is when he can be more uh helpful but i think in the games where you need more finesse i think allen's the guy which is why th- that's why i look at it as kind of like a, a lefty righty bullpen switch yeah all right and look i i think jad allen is better than than uh deandre at this point right um I- they're they're mirror images in in the stat sheet i just think uh uh, Jared is faster, but uh, again, I'm going to trust these guys. And here is uh, my argument for why Jared Allen should come off the bench. And this is coming from a guy who loves this player, thinks this player is the is going to be the best lobs and dunks um, center, not the best center talent. You know, he's not going to be like how Cat. And, and some of these other guys are. Um, but when it comes to lobs and dunks, the perfect center for the, the type of offense the Nets run and the responsibilities that they want centers to care about, uh, there's not going to be a better player than, than Jared Allen in two years. Uh, but right now, is there a, 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 an argument that that DeAndre Jordan is going to have better chemistry with 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 um, KD. KD is going to play a lot more minutes than DeAndre Jordan, and he will play some with Jared Allen. You will see some sprinkling uh, of that. And right now, it's just better to just go with the sturdy veteran who has been on the precipice of winning before. 
So I, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna say that, and then I'm gonna close that argument off with Jared Allen is gonna be playing with Karras. Karras is coming off the bench, and those two have great chemistry, uh, as well as you know playing with some of these other guys who are are are, are coming off the bench. Now I don't think it helps him uh, playing with Torian on, on that second team. Uh, I think that hurts a lot, even though Torian didn't have a bad game today. He had, he, he had a, a, a really decent game today that made me very hopeful. Uh, but still, I, I, <laughs> I, I think, I think maybe letting the, the Nets who, who basically took us to the playoffs <laughs> and was, our, our, and is now our bench team, our bench five, <laughs> basically letting them rock together, and letting our 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 core of older guys uh uh play until they you know until all the ligaments turn to dust. <laughs> so, how how'd you see it? Besides that, uh, in terms of in terms of Allen generally, or in terms of no, I mean, what? I mean, it it could you think. Is is there logic to what I'm saying? Yeah, in the sense no. of letting letting the young nets or the guys I call the real nets um, play <laughs> together in the second team. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think there's I, I I honestly like that. I think there's a I think there's a really good argument for that. I think, and like I would, I mean, I'd obviously keep. I think Harris has to be kept in the starting lineup, even though he's one of the, even though he's okay. one of ours as uh, one of the OGs. But like mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I mean, I think it's clear that Karras and Allen have a have a great have uh, have a great chemistry together, um, and and look, and 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 I think it also I think it also goes to what to what you've been saying for a while, which I think it which is that it makes the Nets feel more more relentless. You know, it's like it's like all right, like you know, we hit we just hit the the five minute mark. Subs are coming in. It's like all right, Kyrie's out, Durant's out. It's like all right, we're gonna put in a. <laughs> Lavert and Dinwiddie or something like that, with with also Jared Allen and for for DeAndre, it's like it, there's no there's no rest here, like it's it's which I think is which I think honestly like I I like to play a lot of the the body language doctor or like playing like the psychological <laughs> game and like okay. I think that I I think that's devastating for uh for 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 teams to go against like I really do I think if you I, I think it's kind of like a pitcher who gets through the first five batters and it's like oh shit like I still have to go through uh Stanton and Voight and <laughs> Gary Sanchez if he's hitting well or whatever like it's it, you know it's a lot it's a it, it's it's a lot to deal with and like you know you're not the Nets aren't giving you in in your second unit Chioza and uh and Jamal Crawford like that's not what we're that, that's not what we're we're giving to you yeah and and it's it, it it's one of those things. It's a battle of attrition. Oh yeah, finally, KD and Kyrie are taking a rest, and 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 what do you have like coming downhill at you? Freaking Karis Levert and Deont and um Jared Allen and and Torian Prince and and these guys. So and Landry Shamit, golly, like yeah, and that, like- and and then and, and and you never know when they throw in a Kyrie or 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 KD into the mix of that, like. It's a problem, dude. Um, all right, so nightly we're gonna be doing our pod. Sometimes it'll be Sam, sometimes it'll be me. It's sometimes it'll be uh, 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 more than us. So, um, night. Uh, but every night we're gonna ask three questions to to kind of break down the game. And, and obviously we went long 
for a, a preseason game. But uh, I, I think we're all very uh, uh, hype right now, and, and and probably could go two hours if we wanted to. But so, but every night we're gonna basically ask these three questions, and and I'll start with the first one. Sam, give me your uh, player who was most pivotal on the result of the game. Not who was the best player necessarily, right? We're not looking for that. Let let all the regular podcasts do that. We're looking for good, bad, or different. Uh, a, the player that had their signature on this game. I mean, look, I, I think I'm normally I would try to do something a little more cheeky, but like there is something that's truly amazing. And and you've said this before and and I'm going to I'm going to take your line. It is truly incredible what Durant's impact is. And I have to be honest, like I thought on some of his shots, he didn't even look totally like comfortable. And I think he's still getting into the swing of things. And Mm -hmm. it's just it is insane how how easy scoring is for him like it is just it is it takes it takes a load off on the team to know that you have a guy who's able to do what he's able to do so easily and i think it just i honestly and look Kyrie is the same way the only difference is Kyrie is what nine inches shorter (laughs) but like which makes a big difference he really was kevin durant in a past life (laughs) yeah exactly as he said in his uh, instagram live uh and and not only that he had seven rebounds tonight right yeah he had yeah, 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 Kyrie, yeah, he did. He, did. he, he had five assists, things. but he had seven rebounds tonight. My God, Kyrie is special. Yeah, and like, and, like, and, and the thing with Durant, and it's funny because, you know, it, it's kind of like how you know that a guy is a great scorer. And I, I remember, you know, I've seen – I saw Durant live, I think, uh, one or two times. One of the first times was when they still had Harden on OKC. And, it, and you know, Durant had like 30 at the end of the game, and the Nets got blown out. And it felt like Durant like didn't even do that much, but it's just it's so easy. Like it, there's just you know it's like you get a free throw here, a three here. Before you know it, he scores eight points in a quarter, and you're like, all right, yeah, he's on pace to average over thirty points in this game. And it's yeah. just it just it just and, and you can see like how much of a difference it made for the for the Warriors because like they had someone that didn't need to do to take a shot from fifty feet away because Durant can get wherever he wants whenever he wants. And I gotta agree with you, man. I it's last game I felt it was Kyrie. This game it it was almost like it was almost like Kevin Durant's greatness unlocks what Kyrie wants to do. And like I said, Kyrie had a hell of a game. I I think he had the best line. Seventeen points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. But the the Kevin just Kevin just uh, ridiculously just dominated. 25 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, three blocks. I mean, he was the I, – I, I would have liked to have said something on somebody's defense or, or Spencer Dinwiddie's character that he showed even though he didn't have a good game. Um, uh, but <laughs> – it's Kevin Durant, right? 
Yeah, and like it's just, do you know what I thought was like kind of a you know it's been played a lot on Instagram already and stuff like that. But like even the and one he got when he was on the baseline and then got fouled and banked it and banked it in on that layup, like mm-hmm. that was just like I mean that, that was just like it was like a child's play move. It was he was like all right, like cool, like yeah, like try to like try to stop that. Like honestly, it's, like it's part of what makes him physically imposing. He has no muscles. He's he's kind of built funny he, he he looks like an alien right um yep uh but but that's what makes him that's part of the thing it's it's not just the his his sweet stroke it's just how efficient he is um which is is i'm going to talk about in the next joint but it it's just he's physically imposing he's he's freaking kevin durant okay because i don't want to uh bore the folks Let's get to the second one, right? What yep. was uh, uh, your stat that tells us the most about the, or, or or a group of stats or someone's stats? What stat basically tells us what this game was about? You know, it's a you know, even though I knew this question was coming, it's still it, like, it, look, I think it's impressive to be honest that. They in a preseason game where you know a million different people are playing. I think it just goes to what we were saying earlier that like they scored 113 points, and to be honest, like it it felt like it felt like like they could have scored like 140 at certain points or 160 at certain points. Like it just the the points just came, and I like and when I was watching like Duran and against like, the top three defense in the NBA. Yeah, like and 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 obviously Dinwiddie like didn't shoot well, and I was just like, I was like, like dude, like this, like this could have been, like this could have been worse. Like we also didn't have to play certain, like we didn't have to play uh, uh, TLC uh, eleven minutes and Jeff Green seventeen and and Perry seven and Tyler Johnson six. Like you know, like if this is like a normal game, who knows like what happens? And like I, I don't know, it's just. And look, it's clearly the theme of this podcast. Hopefully, it'll be the theme for the entire year. Like, just how easy this it is for this team to score, even if look like I mean, did what he had what would have been like what his basically his worst statistical game of of the season last year, like four points, one of seven, like, and it it had it had almost no effect on the game. Yeah, and and so for me, I'm I'm my stat of the the night that kind of tells uh, the story is just the efficiency. Kyrie yep. shot forty six percent. Kevin Durant shot fifty five percent. Joe Harris shot fifty percent. Uh, uh, and um, Jeff Green gave us sixty six percent. TLC gave us sixty percent too. Yep. And uh, and Karras had a clean game with with, with uh, uh, shooting forty six percent. This the efficiency in how these guys are going to score is incredible. Uh, so sometimes, even though statistic, he's a statistical marvel, uh, James Harden isn't that efficient. Sometimes it's a lot of shots, a lot of fouls, and, and you know, compiling stats. But Kevin Durant and Kyrie aren't like that. These are like, you know, I don't think, um, obviously uh, Kyrie hasn't done it before, but Kevin Durant, is a uh, 60, 40, uh, 90 guy. Yep. And 
And those type of efficiency, that type of efficiency, when you have a player, our pivotal player of the evening, um, Kevin Durant, um, uh, basically imposing his will and imposing his gravity on the game, it allows the rest of the team to be efficient. And Kyrie is already efficient. So that reverberates. Now, um, Spencer Dinwiddie didn't have a good shoot night, uh, you know, um, Jared Allen chucked a couple of shots that at the end of the buzzer that dropped his uh, uh, field goal percentage lower than I'd like to see it. He had a rough shooting night as well, but still, the efficiency down the line and as these other guys start to to understand where they belong and the con- um, the chemistry starts to build, this team, man, <laughs> the efficiency that they can have scoring is just going to be just embarrassing for other teams it's 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 a problem man uh uh can you i I just really quick point on top of the fact that like i think we both think that because their offense is so potent there's going to be games where they're not even that efficient and they're still going to win like (laughs) it's like it it, like like this is like to me this is just like a cherry on top like you know like there's going to be games where your team scores like a ton of points but like they didn't do it efficiently maybe they got a lot of offensive rebounds or they got steals whatever it is but like it's yeah i mean it's it's crazy like to, to also be that efficient is is just not normal yeah no it's it's gonna be a fun season man what was your favorite moment of the night it's a good that's all you know it's like funny i know these questions are coming in there's so many there's so many fun ones to be honest um you know like the when when duran had the block and then came and then came up and made the three uh-huh. That felt very like Warriors twenty eighteen esque, and I was like, "All right, like this dude." <laughs> that third block, yeah, yeah, like this dude, the the this dude's uh, this dude's got it. But like also the the Kyrie dime to Jeff Green was fun. Mm, Jeff, all right, and we I I have not thrown enough roses to Jeff Green. You know, I wasn't a a, a big believer in that signing. I I kind of went, eh, that might be a very good signing if his body can hold up. Uh, uh, you know, Jeff Green is a mash unit guy too, but he looks very sturdy out there. He looks he, he looks like uh, he's gonna help us this year. <laughs> yeah, so no. I'll give I I'll, I'll give you mine and 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 we'll we'll uh, uh, shut up shop for the night. Uh, my moment was watching Kyrie on the bench, looking at what was happening, and basically taking in the game and looking at KD and going, "Oh, it's over." We're that. They're not stopping us. Like, <laughs> I mean, a lot of special things happened on the court tonight, but that was the that was the game for me. These dudes are in trouble. This is the third best. This is the top three defense in the NBA, and we just slapped them. Yep. <laughs> that was my night, man. Hey, partner. It's crazy. We're gonna do this again soon. Oh, yeah. And next time, it's going to be for real, for real. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ready? I'm, I'm, I'm very ready. And, you know, Nets Nation, like, you saw you, you saw what happened today. Like, this team does not need James Harden. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it does, like, enjoy, like, enjoy this. Like, I, like, I would be, t- I don't mind at all admitting when I'm wrong. I'm telling you right now, that's not what this team needs. No. Nah. That's last, that's. 
far from any of the problems. Scoring is not any of the problems this team has at all. Yo, yeah. I am at Eve Darboos. That is my partner at Samuel LaChow. We are the front office. And we're going to be talking to you later, New York City's Sam. Next time. Yeah, next time. Pumped. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.